Hey guys, welcome back to Sarah Says, the podcast with me, Sarah, CEO and Chief Scrunching Enthusiast over at Sockbun Studios, talking about whatever it is that's on my mind. Happy Follow Lala holidays, everyone. Week two of Christmas Around the Channels 2023 is in the books, done and dusted. Let's get into how the movies actually went. We had six movies this week. We introduced Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, as we know. Their movies are now on Thursdays at 8 p.m. versus what it's always been, which has been Saturday at, 8 p- at 10 p.m. And I personally could not love this decision more. However, it did lead me to like full on crying Thursday night. And then I was like, oh, maybe, maybe. No, no, I do love it, though. Uh, Hallmark this week was okay. It was okay. Not as strong as last week. If we had started these three movies last week, I would have said, Ooh, I don't know. Um, it, because they were they were pretty typical. Nothing overly bad. Nothing exceptionally great. And GAC Family was GAC Family. <laughs> Still. You know, they they had some improve like, you know, like they are still performing better than last year. (laughs) Let's just go with that. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so like I said, we're going to kick it off with Miss Christmas Comes to Town. This is the first movie in the 2023 Miracles of Christmas season on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. It starred Brennan Elliott, Erica Durance, and Barbara Niven. We know the rules. <laughs> we know uh, we know the rules of this channel. If it doesn't cry, it's not a five. Uh, if it doesn't cry. If it doesn't make me cry, it's not a five. This movie made me ball like a little baby so many times that I was very, I was just like, all right, well, here we go. Starting off again strong. Now that said, There are a couple of movies this year in the HMM universe that I'm not entirely sure if they're going to be as emotional. And I think moving forward, me seeing as how these are on Thursdays, that's okay with me. So I'm going to, I might have to adjust just a little bit. It says, a shopping channel host known as Miss Christmas receives a terminal diagnosis, which inspires a multi-city excursion set to spread Christmas cheer before her farewell broadcast. There are only 23 reviews on here. Let's check them out. Love this movie. This is another wonderful Hallmark has put out. Oh, wonderful movie. I love all three of these actors. What a beautiful story as it told of true life as it actually happens today in people's lives. I love it because she kept the spirit up and the faith like God knows and has this and to live your life as long as you can. I promise I can read. It's that this doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, we have no idea how long we're here on this earth. God created, but learned to spend it truthfully with happiness and doing the right things at all times. Most all of Hallmark movies, most all of Hallmark movies, oh, I would watch over and over and over again. Okay, wonderful. Uh, Beautiful story. The best this Christmas so far. Loved it. Bravo. Wow. Uh, loved everything about it. Excellent. Four stars. My heart be still. Christmas favorite. Awesome. Barbara is great. A heartfelt movie. Best movie ever. Five stars. Five stars. Uh, two hours of love, warmth, and magic. 
Uh, wow, what an incredible, heartwarming movie. Best of 2023 so far. Yeah. So I'm glad we're all in agreement here. So Barbara Niven, who plays Gail, it, she is Miss Christmas. She's done this role for 24 years on the Home Shopping Channel. So not HSN, not the Home Shopping Network. We're on HSC, the Home Shopping Channel. And she has been living with um, glioblastoma, with a glioblastoma, for five years, which people know about. But she goes, so she kind of kicks off her 24th year of being Miss Christmas, just doing Christmas countdowns and Christmas giveaway. Well, you know how Home Shopping Network QVC works. What does QVC stand for? I've never thought about this. Hold on. I'm just going to Google that because otherwise it's going to annoy me. What does QVC? No. I misspelled it there. QVC. There we go. Quality, value, convenience. Okay, sure. Like, because it's quality, it's val. <laughs> they have quality, value things, and it's convenient because you just get to stay in your house. Okay, not. I don't think as great as like Home Shopping Network, Home Shopping in this case channel. Um, so I wonder which one came from. Not the point. Okay. Anyway, so um. She kicks this off and then goes to the doctor appointment and she's like, oh, we have a, or like we have an anniversary coming up, like five years. And the doctor is like, yeah, we need to talk about the MRI results. And Gail says, how much time do I have? Like she already knows. Like if it's showing back up on the MRI, you know, it's here. And the doctor says, you know, maybe a year, maybe two but, you know, no one knows. Um, you know, I wish I had better news for you. And Gail's like, hey, it's okay. I'm going to start crying already. Gail's like, it's going to be okay. And she pats the doctor on the back. And the doctor's like, no, that's what I'm supposed to do for you. So Gail goes back. She doesn't want to tell anyone. But she tells Elizabeth, which is, I think, like, the overall producer and I don't know who played Elizabeth, but I loved her. Um, I would love to see her in more things. And she says, hey, I want to go, like, so this is going to be my last year. I want Amanda, played by Erica Durance, who is, like, the, well, she's, like, head of production, who, production assistant, production, well, whatever her role is. It's up there. She's like, I want Amanda to take over for me. And I really want to finish out strong and I want to go on this little road trip tour. And Elizabeth is like, okay, whatever you want. So Gail goes to Amanda and says, hey, this is what we're going to do. I'm retiring. She does not tell her that the cancer's back. She just says, I'm retiring. I want you to take over for me. And Amanda's like, whoa, wait, are you sure about this? She's like, yes, I'm very sure this has always been my plan is for you to take over. They have a very mother-daughter bond type connection, even though they are not mother-daughter. And, at, I mean, towards the end, Gail's... <laughs> now I'm going to cry. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this movie made me cry. So, uh, Amanda's like, okay, well, like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. And, uh, but before they leave, Elizabeth stops Gail and she's like, hey... You have to take, like, I'm, 
you know, I can't let you leave on this tour with no, like without anyone knowing. So I want a home health nurse to come with you. And I found the perfect person for you. And in walks Brendan Elliott's character, Travis. Now, Travis and Amanda had already briefly met because she was being set up on a blind date and she thought that Travis was the blind date. It was not. And like, can I just say, I don't know what I truly, I truly do not understand what was going on with Brendan Elliott's hair at the beginning, but it was so bad. Like it wasn't, <laughs> I can't even, <laughs> I can't even explain what this hair was. It wasn't, it wasn't a full rat tail and it wasn't a mullet, <laughs> but it was like a combination of both. <laughs> I don't even I literally, I I don't even know. I, it was like, <laughs> no, I don't know. I have no way to explain this. His hair was, um, like short-ish all in the middle and down the back in the middle, but then around the sides was long. And then, yeah, kind of looked like he had a little bit of a rat tail going on. It was so horrifically bad. They did cut it, though. I just, I really need to know why that had to be included in the script because I, <laughs> I looked at that. I was so flabbergasted. I, I was just, I was, I almost couldn't pay attention to what was going on in the movie in that moment because I was just like, what is happening? So anyway, Amanda already feels, uh, she's just very like, she was very bewildered by the whole situation. So Travis shows up and and they're telling him like, hey, you can't tell anyone. Like we have to come up with sort of like an alias for you, basically. Like you still get to have your name, but you just can't say that you're a nurse. And he's like, oh, I just don't really know that I should be doing this. And then Amanda walks out and he's like, oh, yeah, like I'm Travis. I'm Elizabeth's godson and I'm looking for a career change. So this, you know, I'm here. So they go out on tour and Miss Christmas officially introduces Amanda as uh, Miss Holiday. And, you know, she says, I'm retiring at the end of this year. And so I wanted to go out on tour and do this. And then, uh, like, Amanda's just having a hard time with it. So they end up bringing Travis in as Mr. Winters. And they just go about, they're going from city to city. At the same time, Gail is reconnected with, I'm going to have to IMDB it really quick because I, I don't know why Hallmark didn't put this man on the, uh, Mark Brandon is the character. Um, he plays James, but I mean, he's in so many movies. And so he was like the man that Gail had almost married and he'd like written her all of these letters and everything. And he, like, is there on the first stop, and he tries to talk to her, and he's, like, there on the second or third stop. And she just very politely is like, no, no. So at one point, so Amanda and Travis get very close, and um, they, like, they end up kissing and everything. And then Amanda goes into the trailer, and she finds his medical equipment. And so she walks over and they're like at craft services and she's like, so like now I know why you're really here. And he's like, I'm so sorry. 
He walks off and Gail is like, you know, we should sit down and talk. And Amanda's like, I just don't understand why you didn't tell me, you know, what's going on. And Gail says, well, if I tell you, then telling you makes it real. And it means that, um, you know, that I can't escape this anymore. And that this is reality. And Amanda's like, okay, but I'm supposed to be the one that takes care of you. And Gail's like, no, like you have done everything and this is what I want. Um, and then Amanda's like, well, you know, are you sure you want me to take over as Miss Chris or, you know, they take over this role. And she says, yes, this means I get to take care of you too, even after I'm gone. I'm trying so hard not to cry right now. And, um, and then they are there and Amanda gets James to come back. And what I have to say, and this is where I really love Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. They are so mature about it because then she talks to Travis and she's like, and he goes, you know, if I could have told you, I would have. And she's like, yes, yes, I know I'm not mad at you. And she's like, you know, I'm not really mad at Gail either. I just, I don't want her to go. And he's like, you know, I, I get that. And if you want to be her, um, guy, like, this is the reason why, well, he was in the military too, but he is like, you know, I was so fortunate that I was there to be able to take care of my mother at the end of her life. And, um, so, you know, there's going to be hard days, but I'm here for you too. And then she goes to Gail and she's like, okay, so here's the deal. Like, you have to tell me if anything goes, and I just, I love that because it's so mature and and she says, I'm not going through this. You are. So, like, I don't know how I would handle it like that. But, you know, I've I've dealt with the shock with it now. And, okay. And so, Gail's like, I'm fine. I'm so great and everything right now. Like, I feel wonderful. Well, Amanda gets James to come back. And she's like, I really think you guys should talk. And then while they're doing a show, like James and Gail really hit it off and she, she doesn't tell him yet, but then they're in the middle of something and she has an allergic reaction to the medicine and she like goes unconscious. And that's when James finds out and Travis is there and he's like, call 911, put it on speaker. So they're at the hospital and Gail's like, you know, I've never missed a Miss Christmas, but I guess I'm going to have to miss the last one. She's like, Amanda, I want you to go do it. And Travis is like, you know, I can come too. And Amanda's like, no, you have to stay here and watch over her for me. And then Amanda leaves and... <laughs> ah! Ah! Okay. I'm taking... <laughs> have to take a deep breath. Uh, so <laughs> what a way to start the podcast. Now Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. I'm going to have to start all of these freaking podcasts. <laughs> and you know, it's just, it's, um, it's very relatable if you've lost a loved one to cancer. So, um, so she writes her this letter, like gives her this bracelet and writes her this letter. And she says at the end of it, um, may you never be too grown up to believe in Christmas magic. And she goes out there and then Travis shows up because Gail and James are like, you should go. Like, she's like, I got James here. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm good with her. You go. 
So then Travis shows up and like they all just get a happily ever after. And like the great thing, like the nice thing is, is we don't actually see Gail like at the end, which is like really nice, you know, like because this movie was sad enough. I already cried enough. I don't need to cry like seeing her on her deathbed. <laughs> Because I've also been there, done that. So, um, yeah, no, this movie, 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5, like, so good. I don't know that I've cried this much over, like, this one was just, like, continuously crying. I'm just laughing because, like, oh my gosh. Um, like, continuously crying throughout the whole movie. Like, the only other time that I cried, like, hard, hard, was The Holiday Stocking last year. Oh, my God. That movie was insane. And, like, time for him to come home for Christmas. Like, ugh, time for him to come home for Christmas and The Holiday Stocking last year. By far the most crying I've ever done. And then this year, they just popped off right here at the beginning. And I was just like, yeah, no, it was really sad. Uh, Yeah, no, really good. Really, really good. But bring all of the tissues. Also, really quick, before we get into the next movie, I just need to say that I never did an official review because I, I literally just watched it last Monday night. Um, Take Me Back to Christmas with Vanessa Lindsay's and Corey Sevier. One, I'm convinced the only real chemistry that that man has with anyone is Vanessa because I loved them in Heart of the Holidays, too. Like, that was actually, like, the first Corey Sevier thing that I saw. And I was like, oh, love. I've, like, never... I have not loved him in a single thing since until that movie. Um, Take Me Back to Christmas. That's the most crying I've ever done on a Hallmark movie. Oh, my God. If you didn't watch that movie from this year, again, bring all of, all of the tissues. The very end, I just... I don't know what I was, well, because I expect, I had it in my recordings and I expected it to be like a, um, because they've done this before with Nikki Deloche and Andrew Walker and then they did it with, um, Lacey Chabert and it's the, you know, like, oh, I just wish I had a different life. Like, oh, I wish I was never married and then they wake up and then they're not married and, oh, except in Lacey Chabert's case, she wakes up and that really is like family man. And then she like does have a family. Um, so I was just like, oh, I just don't know. And like, oh, Corey Savia, like, yeah, I love Vanessa. And like, yeah, I love the other movie they did. No, I watched it. And then at the very, like, it has a sick mom. And then obviously like at the end, she, they're like, yeah, you like, you're going to go back at midnight. And she's like, oh, thank God. Like I haven't lost him. And then there's just like this moment and you're like, no. And she's like, but my mom, because when they go, when she goes back, like her mom's alive again. And they were like, well, you knew. And she was like, no, but I'm not ready to say goodbye. Oh my God. No, I'm not going to start crying again. Oh my God. I was like, this is, that's an unfair. That's an unfair. <laughs> Why would you do this? That so good. So, so sad. We're talking like family stone level of sad for a regular Hallmark movie. I don't know how people watch The Family Stone at Christmas time because, like, I want to be happy and upbeat at Christmas time. I don't want to cry. Like, okay, but, you know, like, if a Hallmark movie is missed, if it doesn't make me cry, it's not a five. No. Normally, I don't like to cry. I don't like to cry like that, but so good. Like, I might 
I might have to buy that one and then just not watch. Not watch that final. Oh, my God. When she goes over to her mom and oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Just know I love that movie. I loved it. Okay, moving on to regular Hallmark Friday night's movie was Christmas by Design, starring Rebecca Dalton and Jonathan Keltz. There are no reviews added on here yet. And it reads, a fashion designer gets accepted into a Christmas challenge to create a new holiday-themed collection and not only finds the inspiration for her next line, but decides to redesign her approach to what's most important in life. So I give this movie... I give it a three. It's literally right there at a three. Nothing overly bad. Nothing particularly great about it. This movie was a recipe Hallmark movie. Like, when you, when they have the movies that people make fun of, like, oh, Hallmark movies are like this, this is the recipe formula of that movie. Um, okay. Written by Carly Small. I'm just seeing what else she wrote. Man, she has like some deep cuts here on. Oh, she wrote Yes Chef Christmas, which is the T.M. Mowry one on Lifetime. Okay, Christmas by Design. Oh, she wrote A Gingerbread Christmas. That was the one with Duff on Food Network. Okay. Oh, Let's Meet Again on Christmas Eve. Okay, that was the one that was kind of like Christmas Getaway. I remember that. Okay. Niall Mater and... Oh, what's her name? She wrote Snowed in Christmas. Okay, okay. I mean, that's by far my favorite of hers that she's done. Um, oh, and she was on the production of Mary Matrimony. Oh, and Christmas Incorporated. Love those two. Best Christmas party ever. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so she knows her way around. Okay, so this makes a lot of sense. She knows her way around a Christmas movie. And that's why this movie is, it's okay for me. Who watches a lot of Christmas movies every year? So, um, Rebecca's character, Charlotte, hasn't gone home for Christmas in years after, you know, like since her father's passed away. Her mother has since gotten remarried. And, well, she actually didn't go home while her father was sick either. Because um, she's just so busy in the fashion world. Just so busy trying to make it in the fashion world that she just can't come home. And she her studio gets like flooded out and then she gets this call. Hey, I want you to participate in this fashion show. Uh, and you have to come up with something family friendly because the, the prize is like you get to work with this guy in like on this family oriented, like family, all inclusive men, women, children, um, line of clothing, home, everything. And she's like, oh, okay, well, that's eight days away. They're like, well, if you don't want it. She's like, no, 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 I definitely want it. But then she gets 
I well, actually I don't really know why she goes. Oh, she goes home because the uh, okay yeah she goes home because the the place is flooded. I didn't take a lot of notes, so I have a notes app that goes on my phone. So that way, because there's so many things going on, um yeah, the only two notes that I wrote down here was that it's the miscommunication trope, and then out all of my um extra lines in here. Uh yeah, which you will get to see those on on TikTok. So you should definitely follow along there. Um, yeah. So anyway, so she goes home because the studio is flooded. She doesn't have anywhere else to work. And her sister, she stays, uh, with her mom, her sister and nephew and like new stepdad. And it's, you know, she's there. She's, it's just very big, big city girl comes back home where she's never, you know, hasn't been in a long time. And like, at one point, she has to duck from her ex, who's now the mayor, and Spencer, played by Jonathan Keltz, is like, oh, did you guys just, like, recently break up? And she's like, well, like, and this is what I think is so stupid. She's like, no, we broke up years ago. Like, he dumped me three months after my dad died because he said he was tired of taking the train to New York every weekend. <laughs> and it's like... Okay, and you're hiding because, I mean, like, that guy sounds awful and you should just be so overwhelmingly happy that you're not together. You know what I mean? Like, on it weird. And um, so anyway, she runs into Spencer because um, she gets into a car accident. Something happens with her car. So like I said, I did not take a lot of notes because I was, I was kind of spaced out for this movie. And... Um, which is definitely three territory, uh, or lower. And, um, she like, so it, she has the car problems. And so he's taking care of the car back to back weekends. We have car mechanic and car problems going on. And she ends up hanging out a lot with Spencer because he's doing the elf capades, which is something that her father had been a part of. And, She's doing that. And she's like, hey, I'll do this and I'll pretend or, you know, like we can spend time together. So that way people leave you alone if you are my model because I'm trying to design this. I have no idea what to design. Like it has to be for everyday people. Like I've just, I've forgotten what it's like to be an everyday person. So now I don't know what to do. Uh, and it, what she ends up coming up with is the most hideous pair of pajamas I've ever seen in my whole entire life. They're so ugly hideous and coming soon to okay this is a lot coming soon to a hallmark store near you those pajamas <laughs> they were so ugly and uh and like this whole time the new stepfather rick i think his name is is like trying to be so kind she's like no i'll get my own coffee i'm not hungry for breakfast thank you and then she comes in at one point after she gets into a fight with spencer and she's like you're sitting in dad's chair and this is what we do with dad. And her mom and her sister are like, hey, don't do this. And she's like, well, you're the ones that never want to talk about dad. And her sister, Hannah got, the only reason why this stayed at three is because her sister was like, how would you know? You're never here. <laughs> and then her mom's like, we just don't talk about your dad while you're here because we don't want to make you feel bad. She's like, why would I feel bad? And her sister's like, oh, come on. You know you feel bad because you didn't come home when dad needed you read her for filth and honestly thank you because these are the character like this this is where i'm just like oh. so it is a little surprising too that a woman wrote it because it's just like how do we 
Like, we've done this. We've done this, and honestly, we're good, you know? So anyway, she's on the phone, kind of talking through considering staying, and she says some things. She's like, oh, you know, but he's the mechanic. Basically seeing like, if long distance would work, because we know what happened with her ex, he overhears this miscommunication trope, which you know I think is the laziest form of writing possible in these movies. And he's like your car's fixed. You should go back. Like, I can't be with someone who prioritizes their career over their family. Oh, by the way, he had lost his wife. And so then he moved. And now he's just like super involved in the area. Um, And so she's like, wait, what are you like? What's going on? And, and he says, oh, I overheard the phone call. And she's like, okay, well, but what you overheard was then she's like, you're not even going to let me explain. He's like, I think I've heard enough. I don't need to hear anymore. So she ends up going back. She le- because then she gets into the fight with her family. And then she makes up with her sister. And because her sister tries to apologize, she's like, no, you were right like this. And so then she ends up apologizing to her mom and her stepfather. And she's like, I've been the worst stepdaughter. I'm so sorry. And, and I was like, good. Okay. Yeah. No, I like this because honestly, you have been effing terrible. And she goes back for the fashion show, which obviously has to be on Christmas Eve at three o'clock in the afternoon, because who isn't doing that at three o'clock in the afternoon? Like, again, it's just people don't do this, you know? There's just, there's just not. And so, again, and so she's like, I can't be here. I have to go. Because he's like, oh, it's running behind. She's like, no, no, no. Like, I can't. I do this. I have to, I have somewhere that I have to be. And it's, like, for the final thing of the elf capades. Well, he ends up calling her and he's like, congratulations. Like, you're the one I want working. Like, that's a big risk to not do it in order to go spend time with family. And that's exactly who I want working on my family line. Which is, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, also, like, Okay. And um, so she's like, oh, my God, I got the job. She and Spencer obviously make up in the end. And he's like, I'm so sorry that I didn't let you do this. Like, I was just pushing away. I mean, it's just very cookie cutter, very recipe, very formula. Formule. I've tried saying this word before. For, I don't even think it's a word. I've made it a word. Formulamatic. There you go. It's very formulamatic where we have big city girl, has to go home, meets local guy, and gets in fight with family, says she has to go back to big city right before Christmas, realizes she wants to come home. And, oh, and that's, that's the other thing. She tells the guy like, oh, but I want to do this work from here. And he's like, okay. I mean, like, as long as you can come into the city a couple of times a month for that, like, I don't care where you design. Which again, like that could, I and like, not that these movies have to make sense and everything, but it's just like, yeah, in a Hallmark movie, that all is exactly how this goes. Like, there is not one single point in time where I wasn't like, yes, that's exactly it. And they just crossed off so many things, like trope, big city, small town, um, flannel. Um, I don't know. They had like, well, there were all these events that they were going to. So I'm sure there was there was something decorating wise going on in there. And like, big fight, and wants to move home. Just so many things. Widower. <laughs> it just is what it is. Oh, and the pajamas got ruined because coffee got spilled on them. And I was like, honestly, that's the best thing that could have happened to those. So, yeah, would I watch this? Like, okay, I say threes are a rewatch for me. 
Would I watch this again? No. Is it fine to leave on for background noise? Yes. But I firmly believe you could walk in and out of this movie and go about doing other things and you would not miss a single part of the plot. That's it. Overall. Mystic Christmas, we are moving on to Saturday Night, regular Hallmark Channel. It starred Jesse Schramm and Chandler Massey, also Patty Murin, and... Weird. Oh, I just had it. And I just had her name, too. Delaney Quinn. She played Louisa, the little girl that was Patty's daughter in the movie. I thought she was so cute. I love how Hallmark is bringing on new, uh, tiny actors and actresses for the roles of the kids and new parent roles because oh my god I've just I almost I almost forgot about it her dad this I just okay we saw her dad for all like two minutes towards the end it was like the second it showed up like the second I heard his voice and saw his name I was like Oh my god, it's Joshua from Guiding Light. Uh, Robert Newman was her dad. I'm obsessed. Um, oh my gosh, he's been in like way... He did a couple of seasons of... Of NCIS? Interesting. And you know... Oh, he was a police captain in The Amazing Spider-Man too. Oh my god, I've literally never seen him in anything else. He did 830 episodes as Joshua Lewis, Josh Lewis, Josh Newman, Dr. Josh Rutledge, Arthur Peterman, five, just the number five, and Joshua Newman in Guiding Light. I was, I loved Guiding Light. Growing up, Guiding Light was my show. Reva, Reva and Josh, Joshua. That's what she always, it was never Josh to her. It was always Joshua, Joshua. Don't forget that he married her sister. Um, and it it comes so full circle because Chandler Massey played Will Horton in Days of Our Lives. So even though they very much probably were never actually on the same set, I was just like, oh, it's like a little soap opera reunion. I love that. Uh, only because Lifetime is going to have that whole 80s diva thing. Well, I don't, are any of those from soap? It does matter. Anyway, um, like literally obsessed. So, um. Uh, Anyway, it reads, and there are no reviews yet. I hate this. I might I might wait to post this podcast just to come back at the very end and look through reviews when everything comes up. It says, uh, a woman travels to Mystic, Connecticut during the holiday and reconnects with the owner of the pizza shop. I mean, I feel like we could have done a little bit more here with that. Also, I looked up the pizza shop that he was the owner of, Mangoes. Mangoes is apparently a real place in Mystic. I didn't see it because you know what? You know why? You know where I went when I went to Mystic, Connecticut last year, literally two years ago. Okay, that one was two years ago. Um, I went to Mystic Pizza because I just feel like that's where you go if you want pizza in Mystic, Connecticut. Is you go to Mystic Pizza, aka the Julia Roberts movie one like if you have not seen that movie i'm love that movie i'm obsessed but overall this movie is a four i really thought it was going to be another three and then the way this channel 
resurrected this movie and actually brought a couple of tears to my eyes in the final 10 minutes and the very end really sold it for me. And so it gets a four. I'm telling you, the way it bumped itself up a whole point, shocking. I didn't even know that that was something that could happen. You know what I mean? Because I really, I was so checked out of it halfway through. So I was like, oh, another, here we go again. Like, just like another recipe movie. Um, No. Really pulled it together there. So Jessie plays Juniper. She's a very, quote unquote, um, introverted scientist. She works with seals. And Hallmark's on a very aquatic thing lately because... Well, no, I guess was it last summer, whatever, they had that movie with the whales with Brianne and Fish and Benjamin Hollingsworth. Was there another one about? Maybe not. We've just been to Hawaii so much rec- uh, recently. Um, and, you know, that journalism one with Taylor Cole. Anyway, so um, she is called by her best friend, Candace, played by Patty Murin. And Candace is like, hey, can you come bail me out? Like, I know you were going to go see the Northern Lights and everything, but we have a sick seal coming in and we're trying to get her transported. Could you help us out the week leading up to Christmas? And uh, Juniper's like, yeah, that's fine. Um, Two things. One, I I'm leaving the day after to go to South Africa. Hope that's okay. Candace's like, yeah. And she's like, and two, Patty goes, or Candace goes, yes, my brother still lives here in Mystic. Her brother Sawyer, played by Chandler, is still there. And they had apparently, Juniper and Sawyer had apparently had this great connection at Candace's wedding, even though now it's assumed that she is divorced. And, uh, um, and then Juniper had written Sawyer an email and then she claims, which turns out to be factual, that he never replied, just ghosted her 10 years ago. And, and, but it's fine, totally fine. Neither of them are holding a grudge whatsoever. He believes that he has responded to her and he's like, no, you ghosted me because I definitely responded to you. She's like, mm, I didn't, or you didn't, like, I have a zero inbox my whole entire life, like, and I would have seen it, you didn't respond. So she ends up coming and she is then told by Candace, hey, by the way, here are these three interns that you have. And she's like, oh, I just don't, I don't know that I can do that. I'm not really a people person. And Candace goes, no, it'll be a great experience for them. It'll be a good experience for you, all this. So she really has to come around and warm up to it. And through the town's prodding, it's like basically through everyone prodding, she really does sort of entrench herself into Mystic, Connecticut. And her parents are divorced. And so she doesn't really spend Christmas with either one of them. And they both seem to be travelers as well. And the whole thing just keeps coming back to she doesn't stay in one place for very long. And Sawyer is very connected to Mystic. Like he's Mystic's big brother everyone like he knows everyone everyone knows him and it gets to this point where she says you know um I really think that you're afraid to leave because you're afraid people won't need you and then they're just gonna forget about you and it's like oh that's kind of that's harsh that's that's kind of harsh but like also kind of fair and he's like well I think you just love seals and suitcases so that way you don't have to form a connection to anyone um 
you know, and all that. And it's like, okay, fair again, fair again. And they kind of reconnect. And like at one point she is supposed to go uh, out to dinner with him and he and she can't make it because the seal gets sick again. And she's like, hey, I'm so sorry I can't make it. And he just responds with a thumbs up. And then he's like super cold. So she calls Candace and she's like, hey, she's like, is your brother Matt? She's like, I told you I'm not getting in the middle of this. She's like, well, I just was like, I'm just assuming that, um, you know, like uh, things are bad. And Candace talks to Sawyer and she's like, you are a mollusk. Like you are risk avoidant. You don't you like you you never or like not risk avoidant you um what's the word I'm looking for like rejection avoidant like instead of instead of doing anything where you could possibly be rejected or put yourself out there you just whoop, close up like a little mollusk there like a clam so um they like they're at this town hall and the guy that played one of the assistants who looked just like Adrian Grenier from Entourage um he's like well, you know that Penny almost died, right? Penny the seal. And uh, Sawyer's like, oh my God, Penny was sick again. And then he's like, you didn't tell him that what was going on? She's like, well, I didn't want it to make it look like an excuse. And then Ken in the back is like, Ken, Ken's like the little town, um, like busybody, like knows everyone. And he's like, and well, first he goes, well, there's a big difference between being, um, Oh, what's he say? Like being like overly excited versus being like rude because um Sora's like, look, I respond like I told you I was fine. I respond and she was like, You responded with a thumbs up. And they're like, a thumbs up. And so then Ken says that and Sora turns around, and he's like, No, thank you, Ken. And then when the intern was like, yeah, but Penny almost died. And he's like, oh, Penny was sick. And they were like, wait, you didn't tell him the, about Penny? And she's like, well, I didn't want to make it look like um, I was um, making an excuse, which is valid. Like, that's a valid point. Uh, that Then Ken says that. And then Asura's like, thank you, Ken. <laughs> so they talk. And then that's when they get into this, like, second argument. And then they have to apologize again. And she calls her parents. And this is where I like freaked out. And I was like, oh my God, it's Joshua. And her dad's like, well, because her mom's like, well, it, you shouldn't, um, man, I really should have taken notes here. I just watched this this morning you sh- because the Ohio State game went super long. I couldn't turn it off. Um, was it like, you shouldn't have to self-sacrifice to start a relationship. Valid totally valid and fair. And I feel like this is something that we have talked about previously, the way people are like, oh yeah, I just gave up my lifelong dream, whatever, because I just met you and I'm in love with you. You know what I mean? Like, why are we doing that? Why? Like, we shouldn't be promoting that. It's like promoting like, oh, he only hits you because he likes you, like to little girls. No, stop promoting that. (laughs) Like, oh, boys don't cry. Stop promoting that, okay? You do not have to give up your dreams just because you fall in love. Like, this is tantamount here. So she like gets that from her mom and then she calls her dad and her dad's like, well, um, she's like, how do you know when it's worth it? And he's like, well, when both sides like to stay or to go reach 50%, whatever gets to 51 first, that's how you know. And it's like, okay, 
interesting point. So then she sees Sawyer playing with penguins and it was so cute. He made a little snowman out of clementines and like little, cause he's very, he's very into all the cooking stuff and I can't think of the things that he put in, but it's like, it's a cooking thing. And, um, I'm like, oh my God. It's just like, past 51%. So then she tells Candace, she's like, hire the person for the job. I don't want it. I'm going to South Africa. And she's like, okay. <laughs> she's like, are you running to South Africa or running from Mystic? And she's like, that is not the point. You shouldn't have to self-sacrifice to start a relationship. And she just takes off. And Candace is like, oh, they should teach this in grad school. So because at one point, Candace says, hey, by the way, I'm hiring for this director job here if you wanted it. Like, I know you don't want to be tied down in anything, but like if you wanted to. So then they have this Christmas at the Mystic Aquarium, which it was filmed at the Mystic Aquarium. And at the end of it, she and then they get to set Penny free because Penny gets over this ear infection that she had. And... They set her free. I cried. Well, one, I cried at the little Christmas party at the aquarium because Louisa, who this whole time, like at one point she was like, because her mom's like, yeah, but you don't have to do this. Like you're great on uh, and how you are and all of this. And she's like, mom, when you were my age, you did this, 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 and that like you were the lead in the Nutcracker and you were uh, like a cheerleader or blah, blah, blah. Or like, yeah, star of the play, did all this. And she was like, if you and I were the same age right now, we would have nothing in common. <laughs> I'm like, that's so, and so, um, then she's like, yeah, I'm going to read this poem, this Christmas poem that I wrote at, uh, at the Christmas party, because if Juniper can get over her fears, I can. And then she's like, no, I can't. I definitely can't do this. And Juniper and Sawyer, they all find her and they're like, Candace, go talk to her. And she's like, no, I already got, I can't, like, you can't relate to me once this week, but, um, Candace goes over there and she's like, you know, you don't have to do this. And Louisa's like, even like, exactly. Like, you don't even believe in me. And she's like, no, that's, that's not what I'm saying at all. Like, I'm just saying it because I want to protect you. And yeah, you know what? You need to do it. Suck it up. Like, go, <laughs> like you have to. And she's like, but I don't want to. And she's like, what if I make a mistake? And Candace goes, okay. And what happened the last time you, like, have you ever made a mistake before? And what happened? She's like, it was bad but then it was fine and you know it was okay so she goes out and she does the performance and like it was so sweet that I'm like oh that's so cute um like that's so adorable and like the little poem was super cute so then they get to release the seal into the wild all this like it was I don't know it was like a little homeward bound thing like a little free willy moment I don't know like it was I was like oh so then she's sitting on the beach and Candace comes over and she's like I want to stay not because of your brother and Candace is like no you want to stay because of my brother because of your best friend because of her child because of three interns because of this town like there are so many reasons why you want to stay and then Sawyer comes over and they're talking. And at the same time, she's like, I'm staying in Mystic. And he's like, I'm leaving Mystic because this whole time he had wanted to take like this big world trip, you know, around the world. And then his father had died three weeks into being gone. And so he came back and then he just never left again. And what I am obsessed with, what I love about this movie is it's like a year long thing. And she's like, oh, well. 
Like, I guess it's not like this just wasn't the right time. And he's like, it's never the right time. And then you go one year later, she's showing up at the train station to welcome him home. She had just been out to visit him in um, Belgium. And um, then she's like, okay, well, before we go to Japan, like, you're going to get a lesson on packing. I love this. I love that he went off did his travels and she came to visit and everything. And I'm sure he came home as well uh, throughout the time. And I love that she stayed a mystic doing her job because that, okay. Like would it happen in real life? I don't know. You know, I'm not sure, but I feel like that's closer to what would happen in real life than what wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So I loved that. Like, did I think that Jesse and Chandler had the best chemistry? No. In fact, I'm, I think the best chemistry Chandler Massey has had has been with Hunter King in the professional bridesmaids this year. Bridesmaid. And then because making, because I thought making waves with Chandler Massey, it's not. It's Corey Cott. And I, I swear to God, they're identical twins from different families. What the fuck? I was like, that's not Chandler Massey. I'm like, honestly, that kind of makes way more sense now. Um, Because chemistry was off the charts in that movie. So, um, yeah, like, did I think they had the best chemistry? No, I'm upset that it wasn't at Mystic Pizza. But, like, it was a little formulamatic. I don't even know. We're going to Google. Is that even a word? Formula-matic. Sounds like it should be. It is a word. <laughs> no, it's not a word. For Formulate. Made according to a formula. No. Well, there's the formulamatic theory of paranormal relativity. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, there are thousands of instances of this word, but it's not um, in it, but it's in no dictionary. Okay. Well, so yeah, we're going to go with formulamatic is a word and that's my definition for it. Um, yeah, it was a little formulamatic, but... There are just these little touches and this is where like, this is where Hallmark excels in this arena is that they can have this kind of standard movie where you're like, Meh. and then they can just, mm, and, mm, and then you're like, okay, yes, yes, that I feel like other channels don't have. Like they just, they get stuck in the rut and then that's the rut that they're in for the whole movie. And Hallmark also falls into that as well. But um, but yes, I give this one a solid four. You should watch it. Okay, wait. I have just remembered that we have to talk about this. Mystic Christmas, Ken, that I talked about. No, thank you, Ken, was played. I did not know this. I didn't look this up. Had I looked this up ahead of time, I would have known. Had I paid, paid attention enough. Because it just did not occur to me. It was played by William R. Moses. A.K.A. Tim from 
Mystic Pizza, aka the teacher that cat the married man that cat fell in love with and then they slept together and she lost her you know and uh then his wife showed back up that one yeah with the little girl yeah mhm mhm that was him shocked like i i found this out on tiktok someone uh they were like oh well you know that ken was i was like no <laughs> that makes me love it even more like what a solid little tiny Easter egg in there is like having someone from Mystic Pizza in the movie. I'm I'm so obsessed with this. But because when I originally recorded the Mystic Christmas review, uh, the reviews for that movie was not in yet. We're not in. Now they are, so let's go through those really quick, and I'll also look up uh, Christmas by Design. Uh, okay, so Mystic Christmas Reviews, cute, not a fave. Um, okay, welcome back, Jesse Shram, two flippers up, seal of approval, uh, <laughs> love that, fair, fun movie, fun movie for Saturday night, uh, A++, great chemistry, good movie, Chandler Massey, fun and funny, um, disappointing, um, not one I would watch again, disappointing, ew, fun, great writing, independence, definitely not a favorite, <laughs> yikes, um, let's see, disappointed, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved this movie, I really enjoyed this movie, love, one of my favorites, charming, yeah, so this one seems to be somewhat mixed bag or, like, fairly kind of even in there. Uh, like we, like I said, kind of lost me in the middle a little bit, but then really pulled itself back together. And let's go find Christmas by Design. Okay, 49 reviews here. Disappointed. Main character was childish and very unrealistic and spoiled. More teenager than adult. Yeah. Just okay. So, so. S-E-W, S-E-W. Uh, guys, you guys are crushing it. And these were, I'm obsessed. Thank you so much. This brings me so much joy. Just okay. Nice movie. Laundry question mark. Uh, I was puzzled how flannel, weren't they flannel? Pajamas were ruined by coffee being spilled on them. Can't you wash them? Otherwise, this was a very sweet movie. The lead actor seemed very natural. No. no. Um liked cute surprised i liked it so much cute concept so sweet just okay five stars um cute movie awesome loved it had expectations but i wasn't impressed not impressed good movie not sure about this one yeah no not great no chemistry not a great plot Sometimes it's just the simplest reviews here. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we were all pretty much in agreement with the movies this weekend, which is nice because like, and here's the thing, this is where I get, I don't want to get on, you know, we already have other things going on, but this is what I continually say about this whole, the way Hallmark goes about picking this chief fan officer thing is that and their, their, their actual fan leaders is they only pick people that only say great things about their movies when in reality, 
we all, and you can go on this app and you can see not everyone loves all of these movies. Like, every movie you put out isn't going to be great. And the fact that you think you can only pick someone who is going to lie because, what, you think people don't have enough of a brain to make their own opinions? Like, if I were the chief fan officer, if I were an actual fan leader, I can find something nice to say about it. You know what I mean? And sometimes I don't like a movie and other people do, like a lot of other people do. And I'm like, maybe it was just me. But it's this fact that they do this, that it's just, it's so silly and it's so outdated. Will they ever change? Probably not. If they want to change, you know where I am, Hallmark. Literally, you know where I am. You have my address. <laughs> Okay, going to GAC Saturday night, we had uh, Bringing Christmas Home, starring Jill Wagner and Paul Green. It reads, a professor of military history teams with an antique store owner to find the original owner of a historic World War II uniform and the love letters left in its pockets. <sighs> I'm frustrated. <laughs> I am. I'm so frustrated with this channel. I'm frustrated that I'm watching this channel and that I thought this movie was, it had the potential to be good because Jill Wagner and Paul Green came from Hallmark Channel. So in theory, and this plot line, in theory, this movie not the movie that was recorded <laughs> and aired, but the plot in the cast, in theory, could have been on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. 10 out of 10, I would have cried. Instead, okay, let's get to the pos positives first here. Decorating, way up, okay? Uh, obviously, they didn't fix anything from you know, from last week, whatever, it's because these movies were already recorded, but uh, decorating, major, major props here. We did so much better this time around. This is probably, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to go that this is your best decorated movie that you've had on yet. Yeah, it was, it was there, but it wasn't as gaudy in your face asking random neighbors around your sets if they had any extra lights in their garage that you could use uh you know what I mean like things things were a lot better there again no weird intro exits going on so that I'm so happy that we seem to maybe have that under control and it was nice once again to see Jill Wagner not play someone who is there to decorate a store or a home for sale, you know? Um, she didn't last year either, so maybe I guess we are officially out of that trope. But, um, yeah. And I... I think... Well, no, okay. And then her friend... Let's see if IMDb... I'm not going to hold out any hope here. Simon R. Blaster, okay, uh, who played Alton Bush. <laughs> he, I'm sorry, that name. Um, that I owe 
my god. I have just seen the photo for our Christmas wedding, which is going to be on GAC Family coming up. You are not serious with that photo. Oh, oh my god. GAC, there's still... There is a literal pine cone in this woman's wedding bouquet. I am staring at a pine cone. You still have time to fix that. Um, okay, anyway, Simon R., uh, what did I say? R. Blaster and Jess Brown, who played Paul Green's sister here. Um, <laughs> I liked them. Okay. What's also really funny is that they both have their names written down here. And then it says Paul Green, Jill Wagner, and Cameron plays Paisley, who played Soldier. We don't have anything else. Okay. So I'm so glad that I didn't write their names down and you're not going to give me the names. Okay. Why not? Um, okay, so it starts off, Paul's character um, is an antique store owner, and he shows up to his friend uh, who gets this stuff. She's like, oh, my Aunt Sarah. Of course it was going to be an Aunt Sarah. Uh, never met a garage sale she didn't like. So, um, you know, you get first dibs, go through it. And he finds this old World War II. Well, he get he has all of this stuff. He picks out stuff. And then when he gets it back to his store, he finds that within one of the things is, or he saw it there, whatever, at whatever point in time he saw it, he uh, sees that there is this old military jacket from World War II. Like, he is able to determine that it's World War II. And then his sister finds this letter inside of it, and it's a love, or he finds it, whatever. He and his sister are both looking at it. And it's a love letter written um, from this woman, and to Oren is the man's name. And they're like, oh, I wonder, you know, and it was like, I'm going to hold you close till I see you again, you know, this Christmas Eve, blah, blah, blah. So they're like, oh, you know... I wonder if if they ever were, you know, if they found each other again or, you know, whatever happened to him. And he goes on the internet and he's puts it in this forum. Like, hey, there's here's this picture of this military jacket. If anyone knows anything, that would be really great. Well, Jill's character is recently retired from the army. She was a major in the army and now she is a professor. And so she happens to see it because it's her forum. And she reaches out saying, I'm a local professor in the area. I would love to help. So they meet up for coffee. And she's like, well, you're right. It's World War II. She's like, and I notice on here, there are some patches and and something else. She's like, well, I would love to help. I want to take it home uh, to, then I can ask around as well. So she does. And then she finds out that there's this patch that was given only, it's like a foreign patch. And so this is like a big clue for them. And where this movie, where the plot, it's, <laughs> this movie is so frustrating. I didn't even give it, did I see, it's a three. It's like a 2.75 to three. Um, I think I'm going to stick with the three though, because I'm just, I'm really happy with the decorating and like the, I'm happy with the plot. It's, the, it's the execution again. It's the execution. It's 
the delivery of it that is so stilted and weird that I just don't understand. I And I don't understand because... Again, and I, I, I can't, I keep beating this dead horse with a stick, with a candy cane stick here. Bill Abbott was in charge. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand how these movies continue to be so stilted and bad. So anyway, but the plot line, though, the mystery aspect of, one, did this man make it home because he had been MIA or, um, yes, MIA, missing in action. And... He, and then they come to find out that he was like a code maker because like this, there's this one picture and it, what they call it? Hillbilly language or something like that. Hillbilly. No, that sounds, that sounds really bad. It was something like that. Hobo, hobo language. I think that's what it was. Hobo or hobo sign. And there was this in the sign and it was like, hold your tongue. And this is how they found out that like, he was actually like secret and it was like part of an undercover branch. And, you know, they meet these other people along the way. Like they meet someone that had served with him before they both had been captured. And then they, like this guy dressed up as Santa shows up because he's like, hey, this is the information I got from this. So it comes to be that like, these names don't exist. Orrin Newton and I want to say Susie, and I don't think that's it. <laughs> Whatever the woman's name was, like, doesn't exist. And they're like, you know, what happened? Well, then, you know, it comes to be that they're looking through these letters because then the friend calls again and she's like, hey, you should come by. I think there's something you want to see. And she's like, well, I was going through and, you know, I go through every trash bag because you never know what's going to be in it. And I thought you might like these. Just tons of letters. Turns out it's from her, Alice. That was her name, Alice. Orin and Alice. Um, I think. Pretty sure it was Alice. And um, and so they're going through and they find that they were writing in code because they're, like, both secret agents. And so, like, she was giving military information to him so that he could pass it on through the network and so on and so forth. So... The names don't exist because they were aliases, but then they do finally find them. They had passed away peacefully in 2013, but their family still owns this, um, like, Airbnb, not Airbnb, uh, like, um, lodge. And so they go to deliver the jacket. I mean, I did have a tear at the end, but like, and, and, and it felt very, um, it felt very realistic where Jill had suffered PTSD, um, because like from things that she had seen and, um, like had saved her friend, it played by Simon R. Blaster Olton, I'd like had saved his life on Christmas Eve one night. And so like that all feels very real. Um, a lot of you know that I lost a cousin to uh, military-related PTSD suicide. So, like, that was nice. That was, uh, it felt very realistic. And, like, there was this funny moment where she's like, well, I'm going to have dinner with him, but I don't know what to wear. I'm like, that's a thing. If you're in the military for a long time, like, you do lose that sense of being able to just be a normal person in the normal world because of the things that you've seen and the things that you've done. And uh, like growing up in a military family, I'm very aware of that. So it's like, 
So, like, that was there. The mystery plot and all of that, like, that was there. The decorating was there. You had two solid people and Paul and Jill. But then it was just really, really stilted. And and I think that's definitely also Paul Green. I know people have brought this up before. Paul doesn't have great chemistry with a lot of people. And I I see it. I mean, like, not that I ever denied it anyway, but so I think that's part of it too. But it it regardless, I still feel like he's had more chemistry with other people before. I don't know. Um again, would would I rewatch no. It's what it comes down to. It's always the execution of the plot. It's like, or it's the execution of everything together. That's always what is missing from this channel that makes it almost unbearable to watch. Like this movie, I had recorded it and I watched it Sunday morning, this morning. And I physically, like... I got to the point and I'm like, oh my God, it's only been an hour. Like there's a whole other hour to this. Like, where are we going left with this plot? Like what, what else could we do here? Like it felt already like we were ready to solve the puzzle, you know, at an hour in and then it just kept going. And then I'm like, oh God, it's only like, there's still 45 minutes left. Like, oh geez, there's still 37 minutes left. Like (laughs) it just, yeah. And that's, that's like JAC. It's pulling teeth. When in reality, honestly, they should have had it. Like, and that's what's frustrating about it. They should have had that movie in the bag because all of the pieces were there. Yet somehow again, yeah, I, okay, 10 out of 10 beautiful veteran mystery Christmas love story. This movie was absolutely beautiful and so endearing. I loved it. There was such a rich story and mystery that honors and celebrates our veterans and military. Paul Green is my favorite actor. And really? I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's a choice. Um, and he absolutely shined with the beautiful Jill Wagner. She is beautiful. Their chemistry was electric and also sweet. (laughs) Electric how? Like a dying car battery electric? Um, I was teary-eyed in multiple parts in the best way. I haven't felt this connected to a Christmas movie in a while. I'm so glad I watched this premiere. Paul has an original song featured in the movie. Oh, he does? Where? <laughs> uh, that really brought a whole new level of emotion and heart to the story. Would love a sequel of this or series based off of this story. 10 out of 10, beautiful veteran Christmas tale. Well, one, I don't really know movie queen dash three, three, six, two, two, how there could be a sequel to it because they solved it. Now a series that I could see, but, and I, I did, I was a little teary eyed at times and through. Yeah. But their chemistry was electric. If you say so, (laughs) if you say so, not to me. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with the three, but would I rewatch it? No. Okay. Joy Noel, the reviews are in, so we'll actually go back and we'll find some other reviews for other movies. 
Uh, this one starred J.C. Elliott and Brandon Daughtry. It was Hallmark's Sunday night movie. It reads, when a romantic pa- a painting of a... Ca- uh, let's start over. When a romantic painting of a Christmas market captures the imagination of copy editor Leah, she is sent to France with pragmatic reporter Mark to uncover the mystery behind the artist. Now, this movie got a 2.75 for me. Let's look at the reviews. 57 of them. Gorgeous scenery. Magical and whimsical. Um, in the beginning, I wasn't too sure if I would like this holiday movie, but the characters grew on me and the French outdoor areas is supposed to be were beautiful and festive. And the mystery of the couple was intriguing. It was nice to know that it had a surprise ending that wasn't expected for the mystery couple. And I love the chemistry between Leah and Mark. Hmm. Overall, the magic worked on me and I fell in love with this unique uh, Christmas movie. Hallmark made something new and different than the usual characters. The movie left me smiling and excited for the holidays. Jamie T, I think you and I might need to have a chat about magical chemistry. (laughs) It looks like someone wants to be Hallmark's next fan Chief fan officer. Yep, that's what I was going for there. Uh, you know Hallmark's taking notes right now. I just know they are. Uh, Joy Noel. Might be my favorite name ever. Uh, title here. I don't miss the new Hallmark movies and watch them when they premiere, but this movie was disappointing. Wardrobe was sloppy, chemistry was not there, and the story was a little slow. The scenery of France was great and original. Makes you want to see it for yourself. The story of two people working together to find the answer to a puzzling question has been done before, but not exactly this way. So that is a good uh, plus for this movie. I'll give this movie a passing grade and check it off my list as watched. I think I might not watch this movie again, but maybe I will give it a second chance. I do, however, like J.C. Elliott's acting and hope to see her in more movies in the future. She is good. Great scenery. Enjoyed it. Okay. No joy, Noel. Liked it. France didn't work. Sweet, cute, and nice chemistry. Uh, couldn't finish. Not a fan. Loved this. Uh, not so good. Slow moving. Predictable ending. Two stars. Loved this. Okay. Meh. Okay, but France. Just so-so. Uh, story dragged. <laughs> I tried. I really, really tried. Uh, good storyline, but zero chemistry between the actors. Not my favorite. Best film so far. <laughs> Absolutely love this story. Our two leads were so great together. Wonderful chemistry. Excited to rewatch this over and over. <laughs> oh, okay. No, Eve. Eve M is uh, vying for next chief fan officer over here. Yeah, I think we've seen enough here. I would have to agree. This was Joy No L for me. So I said in my preview on TikTok that for me, this movie was going to come down to the chemistry. So I kind of, I guess I haven't really thought about this, but I pretty much rank, well, I start base value is a three, you know, just like solid middle of the road. And then you work yourself up or you work yourself down from it. This movie ended as a 2.75 for me. So technically it only dropped 0.25 from like just a regular movie. The only reason though that that was there was because they were in France. Literally the only reason. Otherwise it would have been just a one. There was no chemistry. The storyline really didn't make a lot of sense. The ending was a different surprise 
of like who the painter was and what happened to the painter after the painting and everything like that was different but it just it wasn't involved enough to just be like oh that's so sweet and everything there was less than zero i mean not not even un petit peu amount of chemistry between jc and brant and I've said this before, too. I don't think Brian Daughtry has had chemistry with a single person I've ever seen him with. He's a pretty face. And that's about it for me when it comes to Brian Daughtry. No, no offense. No offense. I just don't. I've never really loved anything that he has been in, to my knowledge. JC, I really like. My Southern Family Christmas last year, I cried in that movie. I loved it. Romance and Style, when she was with Benjamin Hollingsworth, loved that movie. Thought both of those pairings, she was with Brian Greenberg in uh, My Southern Family Christmas and then uh, Benjamin Hollingsworth. I thought the chemistry was great. Here, hated. The wardrobe that was in one of the reviews, wardrobe was sloppy. Wardrobe was so sloppy. Her clothes fit her terribly in this movie. Hate that. And, And then... And, like, this is the image that's burned in my brain. In the final scene, she and Brant are dancing in, like, in the cobblestone streets of snowy Paris in this market. And he, like, just has his hands just literally just, like, barely touching her on either side. I mean, it looked like they were in a high school dance, a middle school dance, if you were. It was, it was so... I just don't, I don't, I I didn't like his character, Mark. I mean, here's the thing. You show up in France, you only have so much time to try and figure this out anyway. And then he literally slept the whole first day away. But what are we doing here? Um... And then, yeah, JC's character's whole thing, I didn't even, like, I'm, I'm Leah, uh... Her whole thing about, like, her, I don't know if her father passed away or if he just, like, divorced her mom. But, like, it was something, something happened with her father when she was a child. So she has romanticized this whole idea of love and the love of your life and the perfect man and all of this. And so she, like, wrote herself her own fairy tale and that's what she's hoping for. And don't get me wrong, okay? I love to read a good book and then hope, you know, one day that some guy's going to come up here. And But, like, also, normally, like, what a guy says in a book, I would not want them to say to me in real life, you know? We could take the right guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if some guy just came up and started, like, quoting Samantha Young books to me, I would be like, cringe, ick, get away from me. <laughs> well, okay, if he was Scottish, it'd probably be okay. But, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just... This weekend felt very, outside of Jesse Schramm's character, the other two, Christmas by Design and this movie, the lead roles just felt so amateurish, so a high school mentality. And I didn't like that. Um, yeah, that's really, like, I just don't even have it in me to say other things about this movie because it, this was 
the longest movie I've ever watched. Same runtime as all of the others. It wouldn't end. I was like, oh my dear God, please let this end. <laughs> like, please make it over. Yeah, I, honestly, I feel like 2.75 is too high. But I kind of want to give it a 1.75 in hindsight. <laughs> Which, I mean, I can because I make the rules here and I can change a movie ranking at whatever point in time. Um, This movie was not good. At, at all. I, a waste. A waste of the scenery and the space. I just hope they didn't get bed bugs while they were filming it because then that would have just made this even more tragic than it already was, you know? Finally, for the week, we had Journey to Christmas. To Christmas. Not back to Christmas, which was a CCB uh, Hallmark movie. Because I didn't have Hallmark movies and mysteries at the time. But it's like they showed it once on Hallmark and then they moved it to HMM. And now I think it just lives on HMM. Anyway, like... Yeah, not to be confusing here, but this is just Journey to Christmas, not Journey back to Christmas on the channel where CCB now works. Like it, the original title was like a model Christmas because the woman in here is a model. I just think they should have stuck with that. Anyway, I digress. It starred Ash Sai and Joey Hayworth, and it reads, In a charity press tour, a model ends up stranded by bad weather at the family home of the driver she hired to help her during the week. Now, I, too, give this movie... See, okay, here's the thing. I am going to re-rank that. I am giving Journey, I'm sorry, I am going to give Joy Noel like a 1.75 because Journey to Christmas, despite the fact that it too was just very cookie cutter, like Christmas by design. Here's the, okay. I'm going to give GAC props when they deserve props, which is not often, okay? But let's, let's be kind here. It is, it is Christmas time now. Um, Set department, so good in this movie. Like, this looked like a normal movie. A++ on the set department. The first 10 minutes of this movie, fantastic. Felt like a good Christmas movie was about to happen, you know? Then GAC did this thing where I don't know if they had to reshoot a scene or they realized that they didn't shoot a scene or, you know, somehow it wasn't going to make sense. Even though I feel like they just definitely could have not had the scene and it would have been fine anyway, but I digress. I don't know what happened, but they had this moment where they are out of the car because they're like stopping for the first night at the hotel. And they have this chat outside of the car. And it's like, it's her up close. And then it's him up close and then it's her up close again with quite possibly the worst green screen background effect going on of all time. Like, I mean, you could just so clearly tell that that was green screen <laughs> or or they were literally standing in front of like a prop photo. <laughs> and I'm like, here we go. Like, there, will we ever see a complete movie start to finish on this channel? The world may never know. I don't know. Okay? Outside of that, 
I would have kept it a three because because I'm like, okay, all right. They had some chemistry going on here. I didn't overly hate his family or even the fact like a three is a run in the mill movie means we've seen it before, but it's not overly bad where it lost the quarter point and ended at a 2.75 is that the mother was truly one of the worst mothers of like she was just so overbearing and pushy and she kept trying to push him back with his ex-girlfriend and it was the combination of both of those because like it's like girl he's not getting back together with you like you look pathetic right now you need to stop okay like you gotta you gotta stop all right like do us all a favor. And then the mom, it's like, look, I'm home. You were guilt tripping me into not coming home. And then I come home and you're just going to push this on me the whole time. This is why I don't come home. It was those two plus her really creepy manager who like low key. Could, like if this were a Lifetime movie, he would be abusive, you know, <laughs> like like just gaslighting her and manipulating and like stalking her. I don't know. Like it was the combo of those three characters that I was like, if we had one, fine. Yeah. If we had one or we could have had the mom and the manager and left the girlfriend out. Or if we had just had the girlfriend or just had the mom, the mom and the that's why I can't say or two because like it was the mom and the ex like we could have had the mom the ex-girlfriend or the manager or I could have probably been okay if it were the mom and the manager but it was the combo of all three that I was just like no I no I don't like it it was that was that was where it lost points for me so anyway um Callie is, was that her name? It's either Callie or Cassie. And you know what? They're not, they're not going to tell me there. I know his name was Jack. I think it's Callie. We're going to go with it because I don't feel like opening up the JAC app. Well, I'll open up the JAC app, but I doubt it's, yeah, see, it's not going to tell me because right now it's like circling here. Um... But now I'm annoyed. Get permissions request. I'm just trying to look at a Christmas movie list for. Um. Wait, <laughs> they don't have the name here. Okay, cast. Nope. <sighs> okay. And, oh, no, you know what? I wrote it in my notes app because I was like, oh, they this is what they do. They never tell me who the main characters are. Callie. I was right. It was Callie. Okay, I can live now. So Callie is this up and coming model and she wants to drive instead of fly. And we never get into because she says I lost my parents nine years ago. And it was the fact that she said parents, plural. I feel like they she lost them in a plane accident and that's why she doesn't want to fly. I don't know. But we never actually got to the heart of that because I'm like, why would you want to drive? Anyway, she has to go. 
I don't know. Like, did they start in New York? I don't even know that we got the starting point. But she has to get all the way out to L.A. And she has, like, a week to do it. So her manager hires Jack's um, chauffeur company to do that. And along the way, well, at first, she wants to make a couple of stops because there are all of these charity things that she truly does care about and she wants to go see. So they're doing that. Everything's fine. And he sees this weather pattern coming in and, you know, snow's coming in and all this when it starts to get really bad. And he's already been guilt tripped by his mom for not coming home at Christmas. So he says, well, you know, like we can stay on this road. We may or may not make it. Or I know somewhere where we can make it to because it's not far because obviously. So then they end up stranded at his house and first the weather like is bad and then it's you know they're finding things to do and she keeps pushing it off she's like oh we have time oh we have time oh we have time her manager is super creepy and honestly he's the GAC version of Steve Basic like if you know Steve Basic like this man seriously GAC wish version of Steve Basic um he keeps calling and he's like you need to get her there or I'm gonna trash your whole company and everything and she and uh, Jack get close. She gets close to his family, helps his niece with a, a dress for a Christmas event, a pageant, a party, something like that. And then it like, gets to the point where it's like, we have to get on the road. And she's like, oh, it's okay. Like, you know, maybe I'll push some stuff off because like, I'm not letting you miss Christmas with your family. Like, I will take a plane. He's like, but that's not what you wanted to do. So then her manager shows up and he's like, oh, look, I somehow managed to get here on all of these roads that you said were undrivable. And Jack's like, we were just leaving. I was like, don't bother. Like, I'm taking her. It's canceled. You're canceled, basically. And so she tells Jack, hey, it's okay. I'm gonna go. Because Jack's like, I will get you there to L.A., in time for this event. And she's like, it's okay. You stay here. I'm just going to go with him. Like, it felt like an abusive relationship going on here with the manager. Not going to lie. So they get to, because at one point her manager calls Jack and he's like, I track her every location. And Jack's like, that's kind of creepy. Like, no, not kind of creepy, Jack. It's really creepy. Like, really creepy. And just, like, creepy the way you said it. Like, do I track my mother's location and my friend's location because we share location? Yes. But I would never tell someone, like, I don't know. Well, I would if I thought, you know, not the point. But I wouldn't just, like, tell a random, like, I can track their every move. Like, that's weird. So, anyway, she ends up telling her manager, hey, by the way, because they do get there to the event. And she's like, by the way, these are things that I want to do because now all of a sudden she is a budding fashion designer as well. And he's like, well, we don't have time for this. And she's like, okay, well, you're fired. Like, this is what I am going to do. And then Jack shows up to the event wearing, thank God, just the same travel driver uniform, like just white button down shirt, black suit basically the only thing that he wore the whole entire time. Wardrobe, very easy for him in this movie. Um, yeah, so 2.75, only because of the three really weird, <laughs> like, oddly intense characters. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Oddly intense 
guilt trippy mom, oddly intense, not going to leave you alone ex-girlfriend and oddly intense stalkerish manager. We just didn't need that much intensity, you know, more passion, more energy. Not that though. Okay. But set department, the music, I thought the music choices throughout this movie also worked really well. And, and most of the dialogue, again, really well. So GAC, couple of things you did really good. You didn't make me hate watching that one as much as I did bringing Christmas home. Uh, and also wish you had just kept a model Christmas versus basically the same exact title as a Hallmark movie. I mean, if we're trying to diversify ourselves here from Hallmark Channel, I know you don't really love that word. Um, I probably wouldn't have gone with that title. You know what I mean? Wait, I didn't even do my favorite part. And that's look at the IMDb reviews. So obviously the bots are at it again. 7.6 out of 10. 64 ratings. Hmm. We have two 8 out of 10. So those are the only two user reviews that are written out here. GAC's fourth installment in their 2023 Christmas productions comes with new faces. Ash Sai who plays the role of a famous influencer turned model and Joey Hayworth, the limo service owner slash driver that takes her in a winter charity tour and journey through bad weather and unplanned deviations to an L.A. destination important for her career. Forced to stop at his family home, they bond while she revels in the simple joy of a family's uh, Christmas activities and he deals with the ghost of a previous relationship. What makes the story somewhat original and typically GAC is that she is absolutely no diva, a wholesome, kind person, totally unselfish and genuine. <laughs> That's just funny. Like, in typical GAC, she's not a diva. Um, I found Ash Sai quite charming in her part and hope GAC plans to grace further productions with her talent. Joey Hayworth looks perhaps a little less at ease in his acting, though he does contribute to the atmosphere of warmth with the entire cast and the, uh, and the story creates. He does contribute to the atmosphere of warmth. Okay. The only harsh character is the manager who fails at molding her into a self-absorbed, greedy personality, which makes me ponder on the difficulties self-imposed by GAC and Hallmark of old. How can you create entertaining drama without the crude situations, stunning effects, perverted feeling, feelings, flawed characters, and scandalous behaviors that are main when not sole ingredients of much of modern cinematography? when all characters are admittedly unrealistically wholesome and good. As far as seen in the initial entries of their Christmas movie lineup, JAC appears to have successfully achieved their intent and provided real Christmas movies. There we are. We can never stray too far from that wholesome content there. Um... Okay, the other one reads, I have to admit that I was pleasantly surprised by this extremely delightful and entertaining film. It was a genuine delight to see the remarkable chemistry between two relatively unknown but certainly talented feature stars. I need you to know that almost every single word in this is capitalized. <laughs> Additionally, 
ever though the word Christmas is included in the movie's title, the holiday itself is not a major factor in the success of the overall production itself. It was definitely an interesting experience to see that a truly enjoyable and entertaining movie can still actually be created without including a couple of well-known and famous movie stars adding the cast. So please do yourself a favor and don't pass over the opportunity to enjoy these two upcoming new stars and one of surprise hits of this holiday season. The review is left by none other than Video Nuts. I think I'm going to leave that exactly where um, we leave it there. Mm -hmm. I think that explains it all. And that is it. That is all for week two. Next week, week three, this week, by this time, <laughs> this I'm recording it, and this time, in a couple of days, uh, <laughs> on Thursday, we will start week three. There will be nine movies. I can only watch seven, though, because two are BET+. Those are streaming only, and I do not have the streaming channel for that. However, I did include it because every year I do get asked about BET movies, so I did add that in. Uh, so if you do have the streaming service that they will be streaming on Thursday, we have My Christmas Guide on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries to kick it off. Then we have Flipping for Christmas and Never Been Christ and The Santa Summit on Hallmark. Now, I'm most looking forward to The Santa Summit. I think Flipping for Christmas is going to be good, if not maybe a little a little tiny bit cheesy, but I think overall it's going to be good. Never Been Christ looks absolutely horrific. It looks miserable. However, I just know everyone is going to go fawn over it because it's got Tyler Hines in it. It's a love triangle. Who willingly writes a Christmas movie pinning two best friends together over a man? That's something we'll ponder after that movie airs because uh, I don't know who wrote it, but we're going to look it up. We have A Dash of Christmas and Our Christmas Wedding on GAC Family. <laughs> I can't get into it. I <laughs> just just go watch the preview video on TikTok coming up because, oh, my God, I lost it. And uh, we will now enter Up TV into the mix. So they only have movies on Sunday nights. So Sunday will be their first movie uh, called We're Scrooged. And that is... Yeah, that's it. I was thinking we were going to enter Lifetime in next week, but no, that's two more weeks away. Lifetime. Lifetime. Think of all the things you could have had this year. The only thing I can think is that they just didn't put the money in up front before the um, the writer strikes and then the actor strikes because I'm sure Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez and Maria Menounos like their typical Kelly Rowland. Um, yeah, I'm sure all of those, their big names that normally try to help um, la, 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 headline things. I'm sure that they were all contractually like just couldn't do anything. So yeah, that's, that's your little mini preview for week three. Um, I will be announcing the winner on TikTok 
when you hear this <laughs> on Wednesday, November 1st, that's tomorrow, but when you hear it, it'll be today, uh, for the giveaway so I can ship that out this weekend. This is exciting. Thank, uh, Halloween is officially basically over now. I mean, the trick-or-treating time is done. So it's Christmas season, guys. It's officially Christmas season for real, for real now. Merry Christmas, everyone. Until next time, remember, there are no bad hair days. And don't self-sacrifice. Ever. You should never start a, sac uh, start a relationship by self-sacrificing. <laughs> I'll see you guys next time.